What's going on, my fellow A-plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-plus Opinions, your home for your nerd pop culture news and reviews. As always, it is I, your host, Adam Perez, and we are back with a brand new episode for you guys today, as we are, in fact, going to be getting into some Titans Season 2. I put Episode 4. It's actually Episode 5. Duh, Adam. Uh, review for Deathstroke. Let me see if I can actually edit that real quick here. Change that up a bit, and boom, it's like new like new <laughs> so we're going to be getting into episode number five of titans today man um titled deathstroke um guys if you want to go ahead and actually reach us on social media before we go ahead and get into this review for you guys today um i would recommend going ahead and following us right here at a plus opinions guys you can actually go ahead and reach us on facebook along with uh twitter and instagram as well feel free to go ahead and submit any of your questions over or if you want to follow us and send any comments from time to time certainly feel free to go ahead and do so guys um if you're watching this video feel free to also go ahead and hit that like button and please go ahead and uh, subscribe to us here on youtube uh, and click that bell notification so anytime we drop a brand new video guys you will certainly be notified um so let's go ahead and get into this uh episode review titled Deathstroke. Um, this was actually an, look, I'm going to be honest. <clears throat> this series is probably as personal um, as, uh, as, as, as you can possibly imagine. Um, I honestly was not expecting this season to be as personal as it was between Deathstroke and the Titans, but it's definitely getting there, right? Like when you're, when you're involving, especially like kids, uh, whether it be Deathstroke's kids, whether it be some of the new team Titans that they're working on, I feel as though it's it gets really personal um, at this point between these two teams. Um, it is a little bit frustrating this season. Um, not not in a bad way. Not in a bad like this season is frustrating in general, so I can't watch it. Not so much. But what's frustrating is just Dick Grayson this season for me, and just some of the decision makings that he like decisions that he comes up with and makes for himself that really just kind of leaves me scratching my head uh, a little bit honestly it, it really has to deal with a lot of lies and a lot of secrets um that are taking place just in this season overall to be quite honest with you um it, it's almost one of those things where it's like if if we just sat down and just talked about the whole entire situation we probably wouldn't be in this situation in the first place, but everybody at this point uh, is, is keeping their secrets. And the whole idea of secrets when it comes to television shows is just a huge pet peeve of mine. I had the issue, same thing when it came to like Arrow seasons three and four, when it was almost it was like everybody was lying to each other or people weren't uh, being open about the situations that they were kind of. Uh, experiencing in their lives uh, to where if people knew, maybe the situation could certainly be better. I mean, listen, I get it that you have to tell your stories. And sometimes complicated stories are based off of lies and, and secrets, but does everything have to be hidden like this? Um, it's just the idea of keeping people in the dark is just extremely dangerous. Um, and it's almost one of those things where it's like, while we look at Dick Grayson and we think to ourselves like, yeah, he, he, you know, we've known Dick Grayson to be a good leader. But is he being a good leader in this season? I feel as like if there's anything that the Titans are learning from Dick Grayson, it's how to keep secrets, right? I mean, look at the situation between Gar and Jason. Gar could have easily told the Titans what they were up to. No, let's keep that a secret, right? Things happen. He don't. He doesn't go to Rachel to tell Rachel exactly the situation. Let's keep a secret. Bad things happen. Um, same thing with Rachel, right? She's having issues with her pro with her powers. 
Um, let's keep it a secret, causing problems. Uh, let's not tell anybody, causing problems, right? I mean, I, I'm glad that she actually at least opened up to Corey a little bit, but I am feeling as though for the most part, a lot of the Titans here are following the lead of Dick Grayson. And if we've learned anything about Dick Grayson, he's never forthcoming with information. It's almost like on a, a need to know basis. And pretty much nobody else needs to know except for him. It's very much a Batman sort of centric mindset at times, right? Bruce Wayne does that all the time to some of his sidekicks, right? Uh, puts them on other missions. He goes and deals with the actual mission himself. Um, you know, the idea of like, hey, everybody knows that something terrible is happening at this particular point in time in this season, right? People know Jason's abducted, bad things are certainly happening. You know, one scene in this episode when we see the Titans coming back from their first look for Jason, they all come back, they see Corey there, they're all standing around in the living room and they're like, oh, what's the situation? Let's go to the room and talk about it in secret. Like, like, don't want to bring anybody else into the situation. It's just a very dangerous situation for them to be in. I mean, it's to the point to where even Dawn in this episode comes out and just says, you know, not telling people might have been right for you, but it's not necessarily right for them. And I feel as though if Dick Grayson had just come out and just be like just outright honest with this entire team. Like, hey guys, this is a situation that happened before. I'm not trying to repeat that same mistake again, like the first iteration of Titan. So I'm being honest with you and I'm trying to let you know I'm in a different mindset, I'm in a different mind space, and I really want to make it work because I feel like we have a great team around us despite the tragedy that happened here before, there's no ghost in here anymore. Let's be open and let's be honest. If he had just come out and said that from the very beginning, I honestly don't think that we would be in this situation that we're certainly in. Um, so we've got a lot of our, our characters lying to each other, keeping secrets. I mean, hell, we even have Dick Grayson who comes up with this plan um, to, to show that, hey, I can be a leader. Follow my lead, guys. Let's do this. Let's go to the plaza. And then all of a sudden, what does Dick Grayson do? He goes out on his own at the end of the episode. And I'm thinking, why? Why? Like you're trying to gain the trust of people back. And this is not the way to show people that you're right. It's not. It's not. And so I do think this is going to bite Dick Grayson in the ass. I, I truly do. Um, and who knows how the rest of the season is certainly going to go. But this season in general, this team in general, just honestly needs to have some sort of like come to Jesus moment and really work on moving on and reconciling with each other. There's a lot of, I don't want to say hatred, but there's definitely a lot of Jesus gadgets. Sorry, there's my dog just under the desk, like movements crap around. It, but it is just one of those things where they have to feel safe again. They have to get back to that place where everybody's certainly on the same page. And right now, everybody's very anxious. Everybody's very nervous. We've got Don threatening to burn down the place because of bad experiences that have happened and not trying to have them repeat them again. I get why Dick Grayson decided to open up the Titans. But if you're going to open up the Titans, do things differently, Grayson. Do things differently. That includes being honest and being open. I understand that these kids are young, but they have the right to understand the situation that they're certainly in. And Dick Grayson has been frustrating me the whole season long. He truly has. He truly has. Um, but I will say this. The one thing that I have loved about this season, and again, I, I truly love this season. This season by far is so much better than season one already for me, honestly. I truly do love this season. 
but the frustrations of Dick Grayson's are there. The, the frustrations with the lies and the secrets for this team, it's starting to get to me. I, I really do need somebody to step up and just start being honest and just put everything out in the open for everybody to start paying attention to and hopefully grow from. And it's just one of those things where this season is extremely personal that I mentioned. You know, um, there is a line in here where Dick Grayson says um, when he's talking with Corey towards the end of the episode, he says, you know, I didn't know how to ask for help. And clearly he still doesn't. You know, clearly he still doesn't. Uh, it almost seems as though he hasn't learned from his lessons, which is a little bit of a far cry from the conversation that Dick Grayson had with Bruce Wayne at the very beginning of this particular season as the reason as to why he wanted to open up the Titans, because he felt that he's grown and he's become a completely different person. But we still see that Dick Grayson is still the same person. He hasn't changed in any capacity. So a, a little bit of a bummer. I can't lie. A little bit of a bummer. Um, but yeah, there's a tons of great things that we certainly have to go ahead and talk about in here. Uh, let's see here. Where do I begin? Um, so we do see um, pretty much this is a continuation, not from last week's episode, but from episode number three, where we saw Jason Todd captured by Dr. Light and taken into their custody. Uh, clearly, Dr. Light and Deathstroke are certainly working together. And that partnership doesn't last very long whatsoever. He certainly uses Dr. Light to get what he needs in Jason Todd. But once things start going south and Dr. Light starts freaking out, that is just one extra casualty on the list of Deathstroke um, as we get to see the death of Dr. Light in here as uh, Deathstroke takes him out, right? No loose ends. Why have to worry about this guy ruining your plans that you already have set up? take him out of the picture. And so unfortunately, Dr. Light is unfortunately gone. Uh, but I do think that we have another episode later on this season titled Dr. Light, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe in the past, um, we'll have a little bit of a flashback maybe to go and kind of see how Dr. Light certainly still fits into this whole previous storyline, because there is certainly a previous storyline. And again, when I go back to the idea of mentioning this is a personal season, it's a personal season from the death of Aqualad to the hinting that something terrible happened to Jericho, maybe under the Titans watch, maybe, which is why Deathstroke wants to go out and get revenge as well. It, it, it's a bad case. I feel like this is a bad situation. Deathstroke's killed somebody. Maybe the Titans have killed somebody. And now it's just a personal clash between these two. And there's an intensity and just an anxiousness intensity just all throughout this season that I absolutely love. And shout out real quick, since this is his episode when it comes to Deathstroke, shout out to Deathstroke real quick, just in regards to the idea of Issei Morales just doing a fantastic job as Deathstroke in here. I mean, again, no disrespect to Manu Bennett. I think he's been an incredible Slade Wilson over in the Arrowverse. He certainly did his thing, but this is another iteration of Deathstroke that is a huge success. I mean, you know, I don't even want to compare the two because I honestly do feel as though these two men are doing Slade Wilson, certainly the justice that he definitely deserves on the big screen. But if there is one thing that I do love a little bit better about this, um, this Deathstroke, it's probably the costume. The costume has grown on me, honestly. It truly has grown on me. Um, it's not as bulky as the Arrowverse one. It seems a little bit slicker in certain areas and maybe offers for maybe a little bit better maneuverability, which we get to see in what is an amazing, amazing final battle towards the end of this episode where we have uh, Dick Grayson going one-on-one -on -one with Deathstroke along with the help of returning Corey um, as Starfire. The, the final battle for this episode was 
balls to the walls. It was absolutely incredible. So um, that was really fantastic. And again, just really showcasing what Deathstroke is definitely bringing to the table. And again, Issei Morales is just, is just knocking it out of the park with just his, uh, the, the way he uh, holds himself, his, his demeanor, um, the way he speaks and things like that. It makes you feel very much, it captures your attention. And it almost kind of gives me the creepy like Terminator vibe in a sense, like original Terminator, maybe even Terminator 2. Like things just get extremely serious when when you know this guy is in the scene and tracking you down, you have to face this man because you know, we know what Deathstroke is capable of. And so this just he just brings a really incredible intensity to this particular season. Um, but I do want to talk about the kids a little bit here. There's a lot of teenage angst going around, honestly, and I really do love it. Like, I really do love it. Like, when I think of Teen Titans, just a little interpersonal relationships are the things that I honestly love about these kids and just what they bring to the table. Uh, when the interactions with uh, Gar along with Ravenger um, and Rose here, I thought that was pretty funny also. Like, I'm going to go ham on some Cheerios and get some, do, do some Netflix or something or just chill. I can't remember what she said but i thought it was pretty funny um her and gar just immediately not getting along together whatsoever and he's got issues with her already um i love the relationship that uh um rose and rachel have kind of formed already uh, but there is a slight tension going on between rachel uh and gar here um as these two are starting to butt heads just a little bit and again it goes back to the idea of these kids the lessons that they are learning from dick grace and not only to protect themselves and fight but also clearly learning how to keep secrets and lying towards each other right so uh, i mean the fact that rachel hasn't talked to anybody about her powers um with the exception of maybe corey uh the fact that gar is now taking things into his own hands and not telling people certain situations right like rachel's mad at him for not coming to her sooner like hey i could have helped you guys out which she probably could have the way that rachel's powers are certainly escalating and working in her favor um it's pretty incredible to kind of see on screen that the budget and special effects uh, she rachel feels more than ever uh like the raven character and that is definitely something i want to continue to see explored in this season because i've been really pleased with what they've done with her um showing just the limits of her abilities a little bit the idea that she is still unstable that while this isn't trigon working on her this is truly her own powers sort of manifesting themselves and her now having to learn how to control it if that's even at all possible at the end of the day so uh, i really love the character arc that rachel is certainly going on still feeling very much alone even though she is surrounded by a ton of people right clearly she feels as though at times maybe she can't talk to gar about everything um it, clearly at times she doesn't want to talk to dick grayson because she feels dick grayson's going to feel like he's a failure because she's not fixed completely which is just a really terrible mindset for rachel to have honestly but i like that rachel has one person she can talk to in regards to Corey, which is funny because Corey was the one trying to kill her in season one. So the fact that they are able to have some sort of relatable uh, situations in their life, right, with Corey mentioning her Starfire abilities in here, I, I think the story that Corey references is the idea that on her planet, the people that have the Starfire power, it's something that manifests in them 
as they get older. And so they have like these power restraints to help keep their starfire power from being just unstable. Uh, and then as they get older as kids, then they can go ahead and take off those restraints once they've actually been able to um, use their powers correctly. Whereas on Raven's side, unfortunately, she doesn't have that benefit, right? She doesn't have anything like a dampening system when it comes to her powers. She's really just fully full thrown into the situation of having to make the situation better for herself. And, you know, the advice that Corey gives her is, is pretty good. Like, I mean, hey, if you want to be a good person, Put yourself out there and try and be a good person. Unfortunately for Raven, though, in this week's episode, it doesn't necessarily end that way. Great little fight scene between Rachel and Rose. Um, and I really loved it that they that they gave Rachel the opportunity to defend herself and fight back without her abilities, right? Clearly, Rose is probably the better when it comes to hand-to-hand -to -hand combat. But if we're going to put some special powers to the test here, um, give me Raven each and every day uh, as we see Rachel take the opportunity to go ahead and put Rose on her ass and maybe in her deathbed uh, for a brief moment of time. But clearly, like father, like daughter, uh, Rose also has an incredible healing ability uh, and is able to go ahead and bounce back for some what looked to be some terrible, terrible fractures of the bones, man. I mean, her whole body was just all contorted and like broken up and in angles the body shouldn't be in and stuff. So epic scene, epic scene. But I really love what they're doing with Rachel in regards to still allowing Rachel to have um, some sort of issues that she certainly has to deal with and certainly overcome. Uh, so I'm excited to kind of see what her journey is definitely going to be like uh, for this upcoming season. Um, I also went ahead and wrote down uh, the Hank and Jason relationship is a really fascinating one to me. Um, I, look, I'm not the biggest, like Hank is okay for me as far as the character goes. Um, but we really do see that Hank, even though he's been busting the chops of Jason Todd for the most part, right? Like they just kind of go back and forth, just kind of getting at each other in a, in a sense. There is something very much likable about Jason Todd that Hank finds to be quite fond of. Um, I, I, I like the idea that he's trying to stick up for Jason, um, like the idea that he's he, he's threatening to beat Deathstroke's ass at the idea of Deathstroke touching Jason Todd. So I do like that aspect of things. And it's one of those things also where Hank really relates to Jason simply because of the fact that Hank's own past as a kid and kind of having to be grown up in the dark, if that makes sense, right? Like you recall Hank's issues with his, I think, I can't remember if it was high school coach or just his school coach in general, clearly taking advantage of him as a kid sort of thing, feeling very much in a
Okay. I think we're back now. I think we're back now. I think we are. Yes. There we go. Sorry about that, guys. My internet was acting up uh, today. I apologize. Um, but yes, we are in fact back. So it is interesting to kind of see just the situation between uh, Jason uh, along with Hank going forward, quite honestly. So I will see how that uh, winds up turning itself out. Uh, let's see here. What else do I have? Uh, we talked a little bit about Corey already. Um, she does bring up the idea also to Donna here in this week's episode, at least that she is royalty, uh, which I thought that was pretty fun. Just seeing Donna Troy's reaction to everything, quite honestly. Um, and also kind of going back to the, um, the, the final battle that we have here. So again, they, they, they seemingly come to terms with the idea that we need to go ahead and try and find Deathstroke, right? I think, I think Deathstroke contacts them and lets them know, Hey, I'll trade you Jason Todd if you go ahead and trade me back my daughter in Rose. Uh, clearly, we have a, a back and forth here between the team. Should they give up Rose in the first place and give it back to Deathstroke, concerning the fact that we know, according to Rose at least, that Deathstroke tried to murder her, tried to kill her, kill his own daughter in a sense. So is, is that something that... Uh, and people say yes, some people clearly say no, but the one person that, that, that seemingly is the leader that's making the best decisions or at least organizing people and keeping people around is Corey. And even Dick Grayson like often lets her know, like, you're really good as being a leader. Like, maybe you should literally stick around. Like, you really could use your help. And to say the least, I'm thrilled. Um, that Corey definitely decided to go ahead and stay ahead, stay around because uh, it certainly helped at least to a certain extent in the final battle that we wind up having here between Dick Grayson and Starfire versus Deathstroke um, in just an epic battle, honestly. So the end of this episode ends with Deathstroke hitting the detonator. Uh, Jason Todd, who I think just might have broken free of the 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 what do you the thing that's outside the window i can't the i can't the, word, the name is going off the top of my head right now but it explodes it starts dropping the windows explode dick grayson runs to the window we think jason todd has fallen to his doom but he's sitting there on the ledge he's, he's hanging from the ledge and dick grayson reaches out and he's holding by his hand and he's trying to pull him up but jason todd slips and our last final scene is just Jason's body falling, 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 and then it cuts. We don't see him hit the ground whatsoever. I will say this, though. If there is anything that I – I don't think we're going to get the death of Jason Todd here, at least not in this particular episode. I certainly don't think so. Um, so, no, I don't think that Jason is dead. I pretty much do think that Jason is alive, but I think something different is going to happen. I, the way that the scene played itself out – it almost looked as though Starfire was like getting ready to fly. Did, did you guys catch that too? Or is it just me? I don't know. I don't know if it's the way that she was posing. Like she was almost getting ready to move or something like that. So I would not be surprised if we get to see Starfire fly for the very first time. Either next episode, if we jump right back into the story, whenever this particular story continues, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Starfire just blast past Dick Grayson through the window and down and wind up capturing him or, you know, pick, picking him up and saving him before he hits the ground. At least that's what I'm crossing my fingers for. I'm really hoping that we get to see Starfire truly using her abilities to go ahead and save the life of Jason Todd. Because uh, if I come back to the episode and it's just Jason Todd's body just on the concrete, I might be a little bit disappointed. Not in a bad way, but just more like disappointed, like in just a sad way, like, aww. 
that sucks. I was kind of hoping Jason Todd would stick around a little bit more because we kind of talked about that in the previous episode, right? Like, is this going to be the death in the family Batman storyline? Is this how Jason Todd goes out instead of at the hands of the Joker? They're going to take liberties in telling his story a little bit differently than others. So I don't really know. I, I don't know, unfortunately. But I will say this. I get the feeling from the way that this episode ended that Jason will survive thanks to maybe a flying starfire. So we'll see. We'll certainly see. But you know who did die? You know who did die? Dr. Light. Dr. Light. That's all right, guys. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, again, Easy Morales as Deathstroke is doing an incredible job. Uh, really, really thrilled with everything that he's been portraying and putting on screen, honestly. So, um, yeah, I, the episode was great to me. Just frustrating. Just frustrating as all hell because I want this team to get their stuff together. There's still a lot of animosity. There's still a lot of anger towards each other. A lot of emotions are certainly going around still, especially maybe being in Titan's Tower. So hopefully things get resolved pretty soon. I I cannot wait to see how this all turns out. I'm, I'm excited to find out more about Jericho. I'm excited to find out the result of Jason Todd. Give me more. Give me more. I think they're doing an absolutely incredible, uh, incredible time uh, this season. Uh, let me see if there's any comments over in the live chat here. Um, Ace, Ace, I don't know if I've seen you around here before, Ace, Ace, unless you change your name or something. But hey, what's up? Thank you very much for popping in. I apologize about the internet connection today. The internet was like nearly perfect when I did my A plus more phenomenal episode uh, earlier today. Uh, but today it seems as though in the afternoon, everybody wants to be on the internet just blogging down the bandwidth. So I certainly do apologize about that. Uh, and Semi Ayo, what's up, Ayo? Good to see you. Uh, they said uh, during the, uh, it says uh, during the last scene, the camera continued to shoot at Starfire. So I think that she may fly and save Jason. Yes, that's exactly what we were just saying. Like there's, it's one of those things, like I think it's the scene where like, um, Dick Grayson's holding on to Jason and it, then it goes back to looking at Starfire or maybe he lets go. I think, yeah, I think, what, I think that's what it is. He slips and as he's slipping and he's falling, then the shot goes back to Starfire and it looks like she's ready to pounce, right? It looks like she's ready to just like spring, spring off or something. But then the shot goes right back to Jason Todd continuing to fall. And I'm just thinking to myself, She's she's gonna save him. She's gonna save him. Um, so, uh, Ayo, I'm with you. I'm with you on this one. I do think that's I do think that's that's a situation that we're certainly uh, going to definitely find ourselves in in the next episode. But hey. We'll certainly have to see, right? But guys, thank you so much for joining me for my uh, review here of Titans Season Five, uh, season, season Two, Episode Five, titled Deathstroke. Again, I apologize about the connection here, um, but I think that that will in fact be it. Look, if there's anything that I missed, though, if there's any plot points, character points, storylines that you want to go ahead and continue to talk about, feel free to go ahead and do so in the comment section box below, guys. We'll certainly go ahead and continue our conversation there if you'd like to. Um, but other than that. Thank you very much for your time today. Um, if you again, if you want to go ahead and follow us on social media, you can certainly do so right here uh, at A Plus Opinions. Again, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. Uh, and yeah, go ahead and follow us if you would certainly like to. But guys, thank you very much for everything. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And until next time, guys, I'll talk to you later. Keep it A Plus. Bye.